here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alex Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Well, this is the Saturday Sit Down. I'm Alex Garrett, and today I want to get to a point where I, I've kind of hit home before, but it, it was reinstated for me this week. Uh, first of all, I hope you had a great week. I hope that um, as we inch closer to Election Day and, yeah, 2021, your days get better. Uh, sometimes I wonder if thinking that maybe it's 2021 after every week, every week seems so long, <laughs> that uh, we'll actually get there. We'll have to see. But that's besides the point. So Our Daily Bread, I'm not sure if you know that, it is a publication that puts in scriptures and sends out inspirational news and inspirational Christian-based letters, actually. Talked about Billy Graham and his brother this past week. According to Our Daily Bread, Billy Graham and his brother, let me get you the name here in one second, uh, saw skywriting in the as a kid and here's the whole story according to family legend two brothers one named Billy and the other Melvin were standing on the family's dairy farm one day when they saw an airplane doing some skywriting the boys watched as the plane sketched out the letters GP overhead both brothers decided what they saw had a meaning for them, and one thought it meant, go preach. The other read it as, go plow. Later, one of the boys, Billy Graham, dedicated himself to preaching the gospel, becoming an icon of evangelism. His brother, Melvin, went on to faithfully, faithfully run the family dairy farm for many years. Skyring signs aside, if God did call Billy to preach and Melvin to plow, as seems to be the case, they both honor God through those vocations. All of this means honoring Jesus by faithfully using the gifts he's given us. And I think heeding the call. That's where I'll pick it up. I believe heeding the call. So I've always thought that instinct um, was a godly thing. I think you have instinct that God puts in you. And if you follow it, you'll be a winner. Now, not saying you won't be a winner if you don't follow it. But if you follow your calling, I'm very much convinced that it's because he, he is calling you to where you are right now. I'm very much convinced it's because he has a plan for you and this is what he wants you to do. I'm not saying skywriting is for everybody's signs. But, and in The Alchemist, I just read it, talked about good omens. When you follow an omen, when you follow something God's put right in front of you, you pick that up. How did I get the hour daily bread, for instance? It was sitting on the steps of Parson Boulevard a week ago tonight. 
when I was really feeling down and a bit sad and whatever. Picked up that daily bread uh, pamphlet. I have read it religiously, pardon the pun, the last few days. And when I read this story about skywriting and Billy Graham following God's call for him, oh my gosh, it hit home. Because I think we've all been there when we didn't follow God's call. When we were told by him specifically, no, don't go there, and we went there. When we were told by him, don't know if that's a good idea, but we thought it was a good idea. Our will sometimes is a stubborn will that he tries to correct. I believe that. And so how, how uh, on this weekend, how, um, how willing are you to let his will be your will? How willing are you to let him show you the signs, and when you see the signs, you take it to whatever it might lead? You know, this is a birthday weekend for me. It's my final weekend. It's 28. And I don't believe I'd be here right now if there weren't signs, if God wasn't there every step of the way for my family to put to put in front of my family, signs in front of my family when I was a baby. This should be done. This must be done. This needs to be done. I don't know without him I'm here today talking with you, to be very real with you. I really don't know. But thank God he's got me here in this space, in this spot for you on this podcast, whether Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen. And if you're just joining us, welcome aboard to Alex Garrett Podcasting. It's a journey, this whole podcast. It feels like it hasn't fully launched yet, but we're getting there. And it's another thing that God puts in front of me, right? So I have these topics in mind I'm very hungry to talk about. And when I talk about them, I, I somehow feel like it moves the ball forward. Like Jim Comey's series, that's a great series. That helped me in my mind move whatever ball of conversation, whatever conversation forward needed to be moved forward. I tried to in that specific one. GP, in the sky, God's preaching, uh, go preach or go plow. No matter what you see or hear, follow it. Follow the God signs. Look, 2020 is still around. We still are a fragile state of mind. Follow the signs that you see in front of you. And that will lead you to, as they say, better pastures in this world. I feel it anyway. And I think that's what we're seeing in real life, too, on the campaign trail. We're seeing President Trump and Joe Biden going after their calling to run for president and they're campaigning as hard as ever right now. Trump's been doing multiple states in one day. Biden has two. The energy level is different, but they're going out there after their calling. There is no doubt about that. We the people can decide whose calling was better, but they are following a calling and they are where they're meant to be. Every day they campaign. Every day they talk to the American people and if we can be as driven to be as everywhere where God calls us to be in that moment we will be better off Zach Brown Band has an incredible song uh, someone I used to know would say another round now how many of you out there would say yeah I stood past I stayed at the bar stayed out longer than I should have and I paid for it did that teach you a lesson? I know it taught me a lesson. Multiple lessons, in fact. 
to the point where I had to change a lot of things. And that was a God sign to change those things. Because he wanted me around. My family wanted me around. Friend, and most importantly, he wanted me around. And he wants you around too. That's why he puts these signs out. He wants you to be successful. He has a plan for you. Whomever you might be listening to this. And so on the Saturday sit down, that is my encouragement. He has a plan for you. He had a plan in the sky for Billy Graham and Billy's brother. Again, it may not come in the sky, but it will be. I'm glad that the Senate is calling Jack Dorsey to answer for why even I, a small Twitter account, could not simply post that story about Hunter Biden. Again, I'm not totally interested in that, but... I want to try it. And sure enough, tweet not sent. That's censorship. That's shaky to not be able to post freely what you want to. Now, I'm not advocating posting hate speech. I'm simply advocating that if it isn't outrageous, it shouldn't be considered fake. Ideas and debate is how this country was formed. Let's debate about the article, not let it be suppressed New York, uh, uh, Jack, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. And what I might say next might rattle you, but I think Dorsey's a punk. I think he is someone who thinks he's so cool, blocking Trump, blocking everybody that's posting these stories and suspending accounts. I think he thinks he is so California cool. But when he goes to Washington next week, he will not know what's about to hit him. Figuratively, of course. I don't think he knows. And I hope he's ready for it. I hope that we can finally get an understanding as to why I, even a small account, and you, a big account out there, can't post a simple article about a story, an exclusive that same week, I had posted about Andrew Cuomo. I got it tried on Twitter. Andrew Cuomo's memoir, broken down by the National Review. Is that going to be suppressed too? How Cuomo spent all this time locking us in for now what I believe quiet time to get his book done? Shameful. To write a book in a pandemic is shameful. Especially when you're supposed to be governing through that pandemic. Especially when you're complaining about all this stuff. Meanwhile, Governor Cuomo didn't even use the Hope Hospital. U.S. on his Hope. Didn't even use the Javits Center as much as he could have. God sent those ships there, I believe, and set all that up for him and he just didn't take advantage. And as a result, about 6,700 nursing home residents have died of COVID-19 in New York State. So now I wonder if Twitter's going to let me share that Andrew Cuomo story or if that has sensitive email, sensitive material in it. But to be told in 2020 on a social media platform, your tweet is not sent because it's not accurate. Who is that to decide? Who is that to decide, Jack? What happened to the individual responsibility of research in America? What happened in the individual's ability to think here in this country? 
Are we really throwing that out the door too, Jack and Mark Zuckerberg? I don't think so. And you most likely will have a price to pay for your shenanigans this week. God's calling you to be an open vector, people. At Facebook and, and Twitter. And if you close that vector, I think a reckoning will happen for your companies. I'd hate to see it, but I feel like... And, and if someone says to me, you know, what happens if Trump shuts Twitter down? You know what would happen? Twitter would actually... Trump would be claiming... Trump would be found for violating free speech by closing, asking Twitter or getting Twitter to close down without the other side saying... Oh, by the way, you couldn't actually post about these articles. So we're already censoring. So Trump shutting it down may not be the best idea, but it's not like he's censoring by himself. He's the only shutting of freedom of speech. Let's get that right. Let's get that right. Shaky times, but just keep following his call, his instinct for you. And you'll be okay. You'll be a-okay. I know it's a, uh, a bit shorter sit-down today, which is okay, I guess. I mean, look, um, 17 years ago today, I was on Regis and Kelly, which is amazing how time flew. But mainly, I'm more amazed that the Astros are about to pull off a Boston 2.0 against the Rays. And you know why I'm amazed about this? Talent is one thing. But they're not even going to different stadiums right now. This is all happening in one freaking stadium. A 3-0 lead and then a 3-3 tie. No fans. Same conditions pretty much. Same playing field. No travel. Same place. Same time pretty much. <laughs> how, how is this happening? I'd expect it when you're changing venues and stadiums and climates and territory and traveling. I wouldn't expect it in this scenario right now. Everything was pretty much going copacetic. You know what I mean? Like, so, okay, Yanks went five against Tampa. They lost. But everything seemed very, very similar. The games felt similar. Which is why it's so rocky and jarring that in these same stadiums we're seeing a virtual collapse <laughs> of the Rays. I I don't think there's an excuse for it. I really do not. Same with the Braves and Dodgers. It's a great series. Both of them are great, but same stadium. How are the Braves blowing this right now? The dimensions also didn't change at all. So obviously pitching's coming through one way or another, wouldn't you say? For Houston and the Rays, and Houston's hitting is coming through. We'll have to see what happens in this. And so that's that's about that. I mean, it, it, I have a blog up as well. I guess I should tell you that at WordPress Alex Garrett. .wordpress.com about the debt and the taxes and the research that I found 
about Biden's tax plan. Some further development on that. You could check that out. And again, for me personally, I don't know if it's for you, but I feel like I have a calling to get these things off my chest, off my mind, to get it out there for people to see. And for myself to just vent in the public, whoever listens or doesn't listen. So that's his calling right now. I, I really feel it. His calling is for me to just get these thoughts in my head and find a moment to release it to the world. Whatever they think of it, they think of it. I can't control that. We cannot control people's thought process. Facebook, Twitter, and podcasters that think they can change people's minds. Just be convicted in what you think. And the rest will either work out or they'll disagree with you. But that's free market. That's individualism here in America. That's not being told what the hell to do by people making more money than us and getting rich off really censoring people. Imagine that. Getting rich off censoring people. Pretty disgusting, scary stuff going on with that. That's why I miss the classics. I miss the people that have gone before us, especially in baseball too. And Billy Graham. I'm actually going to Central Park today and uh, feel like there's a correlation. So a month before my birthday, Graham was in Central Park preaching. Call me crazy, but I feel like that was like a sort of divine moment. Sort of paved the way for the story that I would and the life I'd undergo in the first 77 days to be here today. And furthermore, going to be fun to go up there today. And hang out and see what's up at Central Park. I'll let you know. You probably see pictures. Instagram at AlexGNNYC. AlexGNNYC, baby. We'll talk to you soon.